Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us on today's Club Pro Chatter, Season 5, Episode 7. My name is Greg Snow, along with my co-host, Scotty McDonald, who's right next to me here. Scotty, actually, we're really close to each other. I am not coming to you live from the Olivia Golf Club. This might be the first time, and I am up in your neck of the woods in the land of, what do you call it? Like, the land of... Land of the I don't know what we, yeah, sure. Uh, just like every other place in min, northern Minnesota, uh, the land of the lakes, Alexandria. I told you you should have stayed in the guest suite last night. Instead, you wanted your own accommodations at the Arrowwood Resort and Yacht Club. Yeah, I came up fairly late. Uh, I've got, as everybody can see, I dressed up for today's podcast. I've got some meetings uh, later on here at the Arrowwood Resort. You ever stayed here, Scotty? I stayed there probably 25 to 30 years ago with my parents. It was really cool back then. They have a really cool gym area that you can just kind of run around and shoot baskets, play tennis, all this stuff. I remember that pool. It was a lot of fun. Um, but, yeah, it's been that long. And you used to live, like, what, two blocks from here? Yeah, the two miles. I don't think oh, okay. two blocks is a little aggressive, but two miles is not too far on the on the west side of town from I where remember, we used to live. I remember a few years ago, I think it was four years ago, um, before you left me. And uh I remember driving through the backwoods and getting there, you know, from and I thought, wow, it's really close to where Scotty lives. And uh you used to be on the way north side, because this is way north, Alex. And now yeah. you're are you still Alex, even though you're way south? You're almost it, Glenwood, aren't you? Yeah, we're right on the county line. So we're in Alexandria, but you could probably hit a driver three wood to get to Pope County, and then your address would be in Glenwood. So we're really close. We're on the farthest south side of the school district. All right. Well, I, I love it up here. I love this. Uh, this is the legislative conference that I'm at. So I'm sorry. I did notice, Scott, that this collar might be a little tight, and it's kind of pushing up, or have I always had this? Well, I think it's definitely more visible with this. Yeah, we don't need to do that. Yes, maybe it could be the camera angle too. But uh, I have to say, you are looking stately. Well, thanks. I have a presentation today to give up here. And I, I believe both gentlemen running for governor are going to be here today. Okay. So I get to see uh, both uh, Timmy Walls and Scott Jensen. I don't know if uh, Matt Burke will be here. Uh, but I'll say hi to him for you. I know you're a big Vikings fan, Scott. You know, so yeah. Oh, look at that right now. You know, that's a, that was a nice win we had on Sunday. Was it not? It was, it was. Um, do you have any apologies? I've, um, I've got one that I just think we should. Uh, hey, I don't want apologies yet. I want to get, I want you to get us started rock and rolling. I know it's, we record these sometimes fairly early in the morning, so hopefully you did a little something here, but I need you to hit us. Hit us with a beautiful song to get us going, Scott. Okay, uh, I'm going to apologize before I sing this song because uh, we know it's going to be terrible anyways, but it's been a while since I could hold my head up high, and it's been a while since I first saw you, and it's been a while since I could stand on my own two feet again. And it's been a while since I could call you. Because it's been a while since we've done the podcast. It has, but we did have a special edition in there. Scott, yes. that was well done. It's been a while. And yeah, we, uh, you know, we're, we're busy, right? 
Our lives are complex. I mean, you just ran through the schedule in our pre-show meeting with me of, uh, let's see, you've got probably tomorrow at St. Cloud, right? You've mm-hmm. got, uh, you've got up at uh, your home track on, on Monday or Sunday. Yeah. Um, I mean, you've got some stuff on your plate. Then you're, you're skipping a board meeting coming up. I am not <laughs> skipping a board meeting. Oh, you're zooming in. That's right. We'll we'll get to that in a little bit because we have you on the agenda for that later. But um, yes, I have one big apology, and it's to you. Uh, actually, many people commented on it. Um, I, I do apologize for dousing your towel with spit. That <laughs> that uh, that was totally uncalled for. It was definitely unintentional. But you know what? Some apologies have to be on it. You know. When my kids uh, lie to me, they don't mean to all the time, but they should probably apologize for lying to me. And that was kind of that deal. I didn't mean to spit in your towel. I thought it was mine. Um, But everybody who started the show, I said, did you get to the towel part? And they're like, no, not yet. I'm like, you want to keep watching because that was, that was epic stuff. And I just, I want to apologize to you for that, buddy. I, I, I hope you didn't throw the towel away. Uh, what might even be more disgusting is I still have it and I don't think I've washed it since. (laughs) Well, it might've brought you good luck because we have some stuff to talk about in a little bit that maybe I am your good luck charm and you need to bring me to twin Oaks. I know, or twin pie, twin, twin warriors, warriors. because I I know you have caddies lined up through the, you know, because you always have a lot of them. I know I'm really deep on the list, but we could maybe do a live show I could be mic'd up. <laughs> Although there's no chance of you making the cut if I did that. Well, maybe we could somehow work something with PGA National and have a player caddy. Like, uh, yeah, we this could be this could be our end. Well, we'll talk about it. What do you got? You got? You said you had one. Uh, my apology is to uh, all the players in the field that we didn't cover all 18 holes at the Minnewaska Golf Club because. Uh, a, a few people came up to me and said, hey, I haven't played here yet, but I did watch yours and Greg's preview, so I know at least six or seven of the holes. I wish we would have covered all 18 for everyone, but I, uh, so apologies on that, but I do think it was a great segment. They're a great show that we did, and hopefully we can do it next year at, at Wilderness. Um, it was a lot of fun, I think, me uh, for sure, you and I had a great time with it. Kaylee, who was not visible during mo- most, of the, most of the video, was uh, laughing a lot. And I think Tone had a lot of fun with it. He did a great job editing it. I thought it turned out great. Well, I agree, Scotty. And that's the thing that nobody, uh, some people said, do I really have to watch an hour? They said that. And then they, they kind of enjoyed it. But covering 18 holes, you know, that can be a, a three-hour thing. And, you know, the way that you and I are yip-yapping, I mean, look at even on hole number one, when we had those people that kind of came from hole 10, and they were in our camera space, and then we kind of had to talk about that a little bit. I mean, there's all kinds of things that could happen that could really prolong that. But, yes, Tone did a great job with that. Um, I hope people enjoyed it, and we do plan on making that a regular deal. We actually were going to do that. We didn't only do that because, Scotty, it was right next to your house. We were going to do that even up at up at Wilderness. Uh, wilderness. So we do plan on uh, hitting that at some point. And I know you, uh, what was that your first section championship? At Wilderness? at Wilderness at Fortune Bay. Yes, that was my first one. And that's where we almost lost you. No, that's where I was found. Oh, yes. That's, I, I know it's hard to say it that way, but that's, 
I think we can hit that again next year. We've hit that plenty, but yes, we yes. Know. Scotty, we first on our agenda, we're diving right in. We did want to have Bill Israelson on. We didn't have didn't make it happen. And the big reason we wanted to have him on is because you played with Izzy in round one. I played with Izzy in round two. He got double dosed of club pro chatter. Who do you think talked his ear more? Although you walk and I rode with him, but who do you think? I mean, he played the same both days, did he not? Didn't he shoot one under both days to get the two? No, over? he played better with you. He shot 73 with me, 70 no. with you. No. Yes. Oh, yeah, he did. Oh, you're right. Two under with me. So he must have enjoyed the camaraderie a little bit more than your silence that you get people because you walk. Well, I will tell you, um, there was um, there was a little, the pace was slow when we played. And as you, you and I both know, Bill likes the pace to be fast. And uh, so I think maybe that got to him a little bit, but he, um, he played so, I, I mean, he's gotta be top, top two or three guys to play with that I love to play with because there's just so much knowledge. He's just so go with the flow. It's, it's just fun to see the shots that he creates. So I, I saw that I was playing with him first round and I was excited um, because I, I love playing with Izzy and I'm sure you do too. You've played a lot of rounds with him. Well, we hadn't played in a long time. And so that was a nice reunion because of course I was up in Brainerd for a lot of years and he would come over and we'd play a lot of things together. And so it was nice to kind of, you know, Scotty, I don't get paired. He's one of the upper echelon players, even though he's lifetime member, he's kind of out of it a little bit. But he and he only comes to what does he say? The furthest south he'll come is Don Barry's event. I think is the one that I, I, Edinburgh. I think is the farthest south he goes, and uh, and so he doesn't play in as many things. But yeah, he's he's upper echelon of who you play with because you're never waiting on him. He's easy to talk to. He's uplifting. There's all these things that make it kind of. I mean, even though what did I, I think I shot eighty day two, um, but he's still it still was fun. You know, and that's that's a, always a good thing when you're playing um, not so great. You still want it to be somewhat fun, uh, even though in that type of event. Scotty, I, let's go back and recap. I, there was a point where um, I was ahead of you significantly, actually. Um, I think it was through like 14 holes. You were three over, and I think I was even. And, um, and then because you were two groups in front of me on day one, and then you birdied 14. 15 and 18 is that correct 14 15 16 and 18 okay so you had you had four holes in there flipped your round over around to shoot two under i held okay and shot one over uh but just flipped the card and then you just tore me up and again that's part of our next deal is how far ahead you are of me but tell i need some help from you how do you talk yourself into that to, to finish like that? Yeah, you're two over. I mean, were you thinking, I got to turn this around because this is my home track? Or you're like, all right, one shot at a time. Talk me through some stuff there. Yeah, no, for sure. It's, I mean, obviously, when it's at your home course and you know it probably, well, I probably know the golf course better than anyone in the field. I've got more rounds on there for sure. So I just said, stay patient. And I knew that... 18, you know, 18 played short both days. One, 10, and 18 were all straight downwind. They're as short as I've seen those, those holes play. So I knew that that was gettable. 
And then 14, I just, I hit a good drive and you'll love this. I hit driver off the deck um, to get it close to the green, just short of pin high. And, when you were two over? Yeah. And uh, and then uh, got it up and down and that kind of jump started it. And then Izzy hit a great one on 15 to about a foot. I hit mine to about six inches. So we, and Grant Shafransky hit it to about six feet and he was the slouch in the group and we all made birdies. We laughed like proximity to the hole, it was great. And then 16, I got a little lucky and made birdie, made a good putt and played 17 well. And then 18, two putted and all of a sudden you flip it around. Like you said, I, it, it, the mindset never changed. It was just keep doing it. Cause I was hitting good shots. I just wasn't making anything. And all of a sudden you make a, a good putt on 14 and you hit it close on 15 and you make a putt on 16. And there you go. It's, it's four and five holes. It's not like I did anything differently. They just, the putts dropped and I hit it close. Well, you obviously did do something differently. You made some putts, which is a big deal. Some of us, our hands are shaking a little bit, but you, uh, you're able to thwart that off. And you had a nice gallery there, Scott. I thought that was pretty impressive. Uh, what, what kind of publicity went on around there to get some people out watching? Well, at, at the local papers covered it. And I think the, uh, Casey did a great job of telling the members, hey, you can come on out and play or coming out and watch the play. Um, we're just not allowing spectator cards. So they got some bleachers in there and between behind nine and 18, I thought it was cool to have that sort of atmosphere, which, you know, I don't know that we've had bleachers at a uh, section championship before. So that was, that was cool. And then especially on, on day two, you know, even more people came out. Uh, it was, it was fun. I thought the atmosphere was awesome. Uh, and I, and that just goes to show how much the people up here love good competitive golf. I tried to explain that to people, Scotty, that Waska people just love golf. I mean, you guys are hosting two pro-ams, a section championship, and we used to have a beautiful event called the Blizzard Best Ball. That was another type of a pro-am event late in the year, and people just loved it. I mean, as you know, our superintendent is from your, from Waska, and he he wanted to play this this coming up in the fairways for all foundation. And I didn't have room for him. People just love playing competitive golf at Waska. And it showed by how many, I mean, I had to move the grandstand on day one. You, you heard about that, right? I did. You airmailed the green and I walked out after my round and I was like, I got to see Greg finish. And all of a sudden I hear this crowd like screaming, like yeah. it was somebody had jarred it. And I get over there and I see you walking from 40 yards long of the green to the, to a back pin. And I see your balls, like either it was just on the green or just on the fringe. I'm like, did he just hit it from there to there? It was an unbelievable shot. And then you almost made it. Um, or you ended up saving par. So yeah, I almost three putted it. Yes. Yes. But you saved par and uh, I was, you know, I was super proud of how you played on day one. I mean, you hung in there. You were right there. I mean, 73 that day, it was windy. It was windy. Um, and it was, it was playing difficult. And I, I mean, I thought it was a, might be your best score at Waskin. I don't know for how long. I'm, since, I'm, since the blizzard best ball five, seven years ago, 
I think. Yep. I, shot, I beat you by one. I shot one under you shot even or something like that. Okay. I haven't scored. I haven't put. And again, as people know, I don't think we advertise. I shot 87 in the broadcast. Yes. 87. Yes. So I was telling that's you that's quite the switch. That's quite the turnaround. And I know you were probably thinking there's a chance she's going to shoot 87. And even day two, I, I was doing okay until, uh, until I got the whole 12 uh, on the back nine. I had a little, uh, a little sniper pepperoni as you, as we call them uh, over into the hay. And that led to a double bogey. And then I let it corral into another double bogey. I don't want to talk about me. I want to talk about you because you're going on. You're one of the eight um, that are moving. Bill Israelson finished in the top eight, but he is ineligible as a life member. Hold on. My other phone has to face ID. Okay, there we go. And uh, Scott, I, I think people know that you, you know, you and Jonathan had a nice battle. Roland was right in there too. I came out and picked you guys up on the 15th, but I think the battle really started on the 14th and you've kind of half told me the story, but I think it'll be good for people to hear how that all went down. Uh, it seemed like neither of you really missed the shot from that point forward, but talk us through the game as you guys uh, were walking up the par five 14. Yeah. So um, yeah, Eric was, Eric had just bogeyed. Eric had just bogeyed. Uh, number 13 and John had made birdie. And I, I, I don't really look at the scoreboard. I was, I will tell you this. No, I'm dead serious. So I will tell you this. You didn't I know had, where you stood. No, I did not know at that point, but I entered, I had the card and I made sure to enter every single time after every hole. Cause I know how important it is, especially late in the round. Like I've been in this situation where I'm sitting at home and I'm like, I want to see how this finished yeah. and nobody updates. So I think that everybody did a pretty good job of updating. So it was John, better. It's yes. still not great. No, very true. It, it's yeah. Let's let me interject. I'm sending out a plea right now to our fellow professionals. Embrace this, pull your phone out, get somebody in your group, put the scores in. It's not about you. It's about the people who want to see you. My members, Scotty, kept telling me, too, why isn't so-and-so putting their scores in? I don't know. I don't know why they're not. We, they are watching. Our members, people that are interested in not only me, they're interested in you, they're interested in the leaderboard, they're interested in how people are doing, people that are connected to us, and that's at every golf club. We've got to be better about entering these scores. Thank you for doing that. There's my plug. Go ahead. No, I, I couldn't agree more. It, there's a lot of value to it, and people really appreciate it. And not to mention, it keep, keeps the field level. It's it's not fair if one person isn't putting it in and everybody else is, and they, they can look and see scores, but they're not putting them in. Anyways, so John makes birdie on 13. I make par. And at that point, I, I'm dead, I did not know where I was. Uh, I knew that I was kind of ahead of rolling because he had made bird or bogey. And then we all hit perfect drives. We all hit it up by the green. Roland hits it on two putts for birdie. I get it up and down for birdie. And John hits it in there to about four feet and misses the putt for birdie. So I make a birdie and he makes a par. And that's probably about maybe the only shot that I can remember that John did not. It, it was the only miss. Um, 15, I hit it a little right, John's a little left, um, and I'm away, and I hit it out of the rough, and I, I couldn't really see it, but I knew the shot I had to play, and it was firm, and I landed short, and it rolled up there, and it was like, 
you were up there and it was almost like a putt that it rolled, rolled, rolled and almost went in. We were standing go in. Yeah. And it ended up right behind the hole of what? Two, three inches max. Yeah. So I make that for birdie and John misses for birdie. And all of a sudden I go, where am I at? I thought that I pulled even and I looked and I'm one down and I'm like, okay, I'm one down. I looked where kind of everybody else was. And it was kind of John and I that had separated ourselves. Roland was still Roland was still in there at that point. Yes. Roland was at two under and I was at five at that time. And John was at six. So he was still there, but it was, we were two. I was three. Starting to separate. Yeah. 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 So 16, you know, we played that down box and it was straight down wind and I hit hybrid and John hit fairway metal and we were both in the fairway, both hit the green. Um, he, and we're probably within three feet of each other, but there's that hump on the right side of the green to that pin. I had to go up and over the hump. John had kind of a straighter putt and I, I was very happy to get it down in two and John two putted as well. So we're still, I'm still one back 17 straight cross wind. And I have the box still, and I hit hybrid cut it. And I hit it. I hit the exact shot. I wanted maybe just hit it too hard and it runs out about 35 feet and John misses short, right? I couldn't tell if it was in the bunker or in the rough. And he hits a great chip. He hits a great yeah. chip to about three feet. He played and before you, Scott, and, and probably played out of turn. Yeah, yeah. No, he was probably <laughs> closer, for sure. But so, again, in, in stroke play, as we know, that it was. A, did you say, go ahead, John, come on? No, I mean, it's just courtesy. He's yeah. off the green, and I'm on. So he hits a great shot. And I know that puck very well because people – it's downhill and it's towards the lake. So it's faster than, than you think. And I gave it just a little bit too much respect and left it about six inches short. And, but I was still happy. I mean, and John makes a good three footer to stay one up 18 straight downwind. Um, and I hit a good drive. I, I liked the T ball off the, and I, but I just asked it to cut more because I knew I hit it hard John hits a perfect one and we get up there and sure enough, there's two balls in the fairway rolling Riggy. I'm in the rough and John's probably 160, 155 out. And I got, I think 144 out of the rough and you were there and uh, John hit a great shot. Maybe one of the finest shots of his career, just right over the flag stick. Downwind, hard pin, hard greens. Uh, it was an amazing shot. You, I, I couldn't, I was thinking how does Scott feel after seeing that? No, I, and I mean, what people need to know is I consider John a friend. We've stayed together on trips. We've stayed together during section championships. We play together a fair amount. Um, I'm super close with him. And I, I, I was not like, I was so happy that he played great down the stretch because he's had some struggles in some section championships and I mean, he had a great shot and the rough cost me because um, now I've got a downwind, uh, firm green, flyer lie, thick rough, and I got to hoist a pitching wedge because anything else is going to go long. And I opened it up and the rough just snagged it and pulled it left. 
I still got on the green, but now I've got 60 feet and John's got 20 feet. And I looked at the putt a lot. It's not a putt I've ever had at Minnewaska, which is rare. Um, and it, it fooled me. It made me look like a fool. I literally hit it to 15 feet and I was laughing at how bad it was. And it's a putt that you, Hey, this is a chance to maybe, you know, and I just was a fool and missed it. Wait, John runs his by just enough to where you're, you're like, you got to think about it. And I, you know what? Um, I made my putt for birdie. And that was the one thing, honestly, I was thinking about was not just, oh, this is for birdie, put the pressure on him. It, that made the streak alive that I didn't have a three putt all week. So I made that putt. Um, and then Johnny makes it from two, two and a half feet. And um, I didn't sink my head. I was happy with how I played. You're always excited to make it. Um, but, but I was, I was, just as excited for John for him to win. And um, it was it was just fun. The stretch down the, the, the battle down the stretch was a lot of fun. And I, I think John would agree. It was when you're doing it with a buddy and you're both playing well, there's nothing better. Well, you and John, Andy Smith, Johnny Schwaller, Corey Johnson, Oregon, and then they had a playoff between Snyder Smith, Campbell, and Barry. And uh, Smith against George made a uh, bomb eagle. Uh, that was great. Yeah, it was unbelievably awesome. Thomas had a beautiful shot from number ten fairway up over the trees into the right into the back portion of the green. And so Thomas and George are advancing on, and then Snyder's the first alternate, which almost guarantees. And then uh, Don Barry would be the second alternate um, moving forward. So congratulations to all those guys. Congratulations to you, Scotty. Congratulations to Waska. I thought the uh, course held up great. The wind made it even harder than uh, than could have been. And I thought the setup was good because the greens weren't out of control with that wind on day one. I was I was concerned about it. You know that, you know what, if uh, if Waska has their way with the greens that they like them and that wind, I, I, I think there could have been some natural national disasters out there uh, for some putts that... Uh, you know, you'd end up chipping after you put it and you know it because you've done it. I know yes. you have. Yep. No, for sure. I thought the golf course was great. Uh, hats off to, to Brady Scott and his team. And, and I told them multiple times they did great work. People don't understand what it takes to host and uh, the stress it puts on his staff. It's because it's it isn't a high-end private club. Uh, doesn't pretend to be, but it's a great golf course. And Brady does a, a, I'd say he does as good a job with as little as anyone in the state. So thanks to him, uh, Casey Vangsness and, and the board for, for really helping the section out. And I just want to say like this, it's, it's not easy to find a host facility. It's not easy to find a host facility with six weeks. It's gotta be club car. You've got to have it on the calendar available and you've got to have a club that can make a decision fast and make right. it happen to work. So hats off to Minnewaska for stepping up and hosting um, in a time of need. And I couldn't be happier with how the golf course played. Yeah, Scotty, to piggyback on that a little bit, um, Tone and them will never tell you this, but there's been times where um, a, a golf course is in flux as to what they're going to do with their golf cars. You know, if they're going to go somewhere else, that's on our list. 
And all of a sudden, I mean, our tournament director and and executive director are going, uh-oh, what happens if they switch over to one of the competitors? And then, then the wheels have to get flying and get moving. And so, yes, these things aren't easy. So um, I know Tone can hear us, but he did a great job. I just love, I just, I've been so happy um, as an also ran. Now, again, I'm not top tier. Everybody knows it. I'm an also ran, but I love to participate and I love to play in these things. And I thought it was a great deal, a great setup for everybody to have a chance. And still, Scotty, the best players find a way. Um, yeah. As you know, you're one of the top tier players. Johnny's one of the top tier. Um, they find a way to, to make it happen. Doesn't matter if it's 6,100, 6,900, tight, tight with trees or links. You know, the, the, the best players seem to prevail. And so, but there is also some times where you find a George Smith and it's fun. You know, his first That's time ever going. I was super happy for George. Um, I mean, George has, has been a solid player in the section for a long time. I remember, you know, the, the phrase, the big three of Jack Warrow, George Smith and I got started at Bemidji the final round and George and I were both in the mix there. So he's been in the mix multiple times. Um, and for him to make that Eagle, it was just great. I, I was super happy for George. And that's what it's all about. Like, it's not just, and the National Club Pro isn't about the best players don't always make it through the PGA Championship. Yeah, there's a lot that do, but there's always someone where it's a story like, this guy's played, this is his fifth national championship. He's never made a cut, and here he is going to the PGA Championship. Those stories are just as good as the Bob Sowers, the Ryan Vermeers, the Alex Beaches, the guys that go all the time. Yeah. So that's what it's about. And uh, I was, I, I'm very pleased with, uh, with the, the group of people that are going. And uh, yeah, a lot of good players in there. Well, you guys will have some fun. Uh, let's move on to the next, uh, next deal, which is a recap of our match, Scotty. Um, it's not even a game anymore. Um, it never really uh, was. There was a point where I handed you two straight events because I double bogeyed my last hole. Uh, both of them were actually pretty good doubles, by the way. Um, but you're, we, we feel that my only wins right now against you are the 100 holes of hope, which I just wear you down because I'm in much better physical condition. And then, and then <laughs> Le Seur, and then Le Seur, uh, which I, I, I seem to be playing well at lately. And maybe it's because I walked, you know, uh, you were riding on the back of the cart, mostly hanging on, but I, I actually walk it there and I try to get up and down those Hills and maybe, maybe I'm onto something. What do you got? Well, I, I don't know the physical condition thing is, is a deal because I walk almost every, yeah, as I walk almost every other round. Um, but uh, yeah, hundred holes you've maybe, that's that's just you you beat me the last time you were there shot what was it 64 65 yeah what did i shoot this year do you remember i don't remember it wasn't 64 no we didn't uh, play as good remember how thick the rough was this year <laughs> yeah i do so so but i've got a little carrot to dangle for you because there is a bigger battle at stake here and that's for the Dakota chapter player of the year, which last year you finished second. And we've got the Dakota chapter championship at Grand Forks Country Club, which I believe neither one of us has played before, yeah. correct? We're going to go blind. 
we're going blind. We're going straight from McGregor, Minnesota, from Minnesota National. Um, it's a four-hour drive door to door. Yep. So that will kind of that will be interesting because you and I don't really know where the points stand for that, do we? No, no. And again, we missed uh, last the year before we played well in that four ball. We didn't yes. have it this year because of weather. And so, yeah, we don't know where we stand, but I suppose if you win, if you win this event, maybe we'll be right up there. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll, I look forward to seeing the guys, Tom and Andrew put on the most of that stuff. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing a new golf course, Scotty. We're not opposed yeah. to traveling. No, no. You know, I'd, uh, I'm still looking forward to getting down to mini haha. Well, you know, that's one of my, I don't even want to talk to you right now because you know, that's one of my favorites. I know, I know. It's, I, I can't uh, believe you brought that up. Well, I just, I just want to say that, that you and I aren't afraid to travel. So it's, and you and I drive all the time for events. And I just hope that more of our pros would step out and, and drive to these events that are further out. Is the senior champ, is the senior tour at Minnehaha this week? Or is yes, it, it is. Yeah, I, I need uh, everybody who watches this show to watch that golf course and then figure out, would you drive over there for a, for some sort of event? Because I will. Of course, I'm in a little better location to do it. But yeah. this golf course, Scotty, this golf course is elite. And I, I don't want to get into this because I got okay. thinking, I get thinking back to tournament committee stuff and I don't want to I don't want to go down that road. All right, let's bring in Kaylee Extra. We are, uh, we're, we're way behind schedule as usually, um, but Kaylee, that does not mean that we want you to shortchange anything that you got. So mm. give us, uh, give us a rundown here in our state of the section. Yeah. Well, first I have to do a major shout out. This was one of the best club pro chatter surprises I've ever had, but I was up at Craigans for the CRMC and I got to meet Kelly Johnson and she is one of the biggest fans of club pro chatter. And it was so fun to meet her and hear her talk about podcasts. So, hello, Kelly. Thanks for listening and being our number one fan. Oh, Scotty, we've heard this before. She's actually come to us and said, when are you guys doing another podcast? And she listens. She's, that's Tim Johnson's wife. She loves it. And I'm glad she got to meet you, Kayla. That's awesome. Yeah, it was a super fun surprise meet and greet. Um, so, again, thank you for listening. <laughs> um. Secondly, uh, just a couple mentions about our other championships that we had. The senior pro champ winner was Dean Zahn. So congratulations to him. And those who qualified along in the senior pro champ were Thomas Fazina, Don Barry, Jeff Kringen, and Eric Childs. Another great, great finish there, a playoff at the uh, senior PGA at Stillwater. So uh, Chile is going to get one of these. Um, he couldn't win last year. What was it? Because he hadn't, yeah, he, he hadn't had turned 50, yeah, but he could qualify for nationals. So, pretty much two years, and he lost in a playoff and then wasn't eligible to win. Correct. So, there <laughs> you go. And then moving on to our assistant champ, Jake Worley, just won at Edina Country Club. Um, and then those who qualified were Lucas Johnson, Andy Smith, Bennett Smead, and Brady Swedberg. Side yeah, Scotty, note, you, go ahead, Scotty. No, side note on that. 
those two have been having battles. I don't know if you saw this, Greg. Assistance match play championship, Andy Smith beat Jake Worley at Wyzetta. Yeah. Then Jake flips the script and beats Andy. They, those two kind of distanced themselves on Monday. Um, so both of them have been playing great. Andy going to the assistance and the regular national club pro. And uh, yeah. Uh, Scott, the- were they, were those two playing the white tees and everybody else was playing the blues? <laughs> Scores were super low. I mean, Edinas, let's be honest. I love what they've done with Edina. It's been in great shape for as long as they've done the redesign. It's been phenomenal. And I love the layout. It's a layman. It's great. Um, but still, those scores were ridiculously low. So well, that's the thing is they've removed a lot of trees. Um, things run out a little bit better. It's not crazy long. Um, it's score. I think we talked about this a little bit before when you forgot your clubs there. Um, Edina, is, for- <laughs> Edina is, is scorable when you hit it, which is a great golf course to me. You hit it off. I mean, I've shot just as big a numbers. Uh, you know, I've shot 80 there and I've also shot 72, 73 because they can go either, which is good for me, which can go either way because with less trees, the grass is thicker. It's better. And I know they said that at, at uh, interlocking years ago, of, you want good grass, got to get rid of some trees and nobody likes to, no regular player likes to get rid of trees. They think that they're like iconic, but it's like, if you want better grass, you have to get rid of those trees, and I'm sorry to say it. So one thing of note, and I don't know where he started in this round, but Jake Worley, as it, because they shotgun it, so he could have started on the back, but he played the front nine holes in the first round in 29, Greg. Well, it, no matter how you slice it, he played those nine holes in 29. <laughs> exactly. Right? All right, that's awesome. Thank you, Kaylee. What else you got? Yeah. Well, just a special shout out for the Bad Pants Open. It happened this past week at Rush Creek Golf Club. It was the 16th annual Ian Leonard Bad Pants Open. And it is such a special day with Special Olympics. Um, the Special Olympic athletes came out and played in the morning. And then we had um, all our pros and participants play again in the afternoon. And it's such a real, it's such a cool day. It's really, really fun to see everybody come back out. Um, and it's just super special to be there. Yeah, I saw it was on the news last night. Uh, Ian Leonard said some things. I yeah. I I just missed kind of it, and I heard the back end of it, and he's like, I'm just so lucky to be a part of it. I think we're lucky that he's a part of it. Yes, um, agreed. I don't know. I I, I feel bad. I made it about five, six years ago. Ever since I've become commissioner, Tuesdays are horrible for me, but I'm glad that you guys are able to hold such a great event, and Ian Leonard does a great job with that, and I think Jay – Jay yes. Meyerhoff is really a, a spearhead for this. He does a ton of the yes. work. Is that that's still the case, Kaylee? Yes, still true. Um, both those guys and Catherine did an amazing job just planning the whole day. Um, it runs so smooth. And the best part is just seeing everybody interact with the athletes and um, seeing these athletes talk about how they look forward to this event every single year. It's like their favorite thing that they get to participate in. So it's a really, really special day. Scott, I still have one of the athletes he texts me consistently, and I think it's been five years. I might well, have been six. That's how special it is. And I, I, you know, I have yet to make it. I feel bad every year. This year, I had to be at a Legion meeting in Lowry, of all things, for the foundation at Minnewaska. I had to be there. 
uh, for a check presentation, so I couldn't make it, but I was following along. You guys did a great job on social media, highlighting it. Uh, and yeah, Jay and Ian, um, they kind of started this together. And what that they they what they've done is is absolutely amazing. Do we have like over the years how much has been raised? We're getting we're reaching like half a million. Yeah, so it's cool. unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. So it's thank you to them. Thank you for everybody that participates that donates silent auction. It, whatever, however you can help that event grow. It's it's just phenomenal, and it's it's not like this has just been going on for two, three, four, five years. This has been going on for a while. So it's the long term success of this event is is pretty remarkable. Yeah, for sure. So last quick special shout out is near and dear to my heart. Um, but my dad is a section member, and then Uncle Heath is a section member, and we had a hundred holes this past weekend up at Superior and Lutzen. So my dad, uncle, and brother played 117 holes of golf in one day for Folds of Honor. Um, so people will pledge to them, you know, as many holes as they can get through. Um, and it was, it's one of my favorite holidays. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Yeah. I never, I didn't even hear about this. I didn't know about it. Did you, Scotty? I did not. This is at Superior National? Yep. Yeah, it's we go not up. an easy golf course to play 117 holes on. <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. Um, me and my sister go with, and we're kind of the hype crew. We started at, this year at 6.14 in the morning, and the last putt dropped in at 7.35 p.m. So we're out there all day, and they are playing, you know, the whole time. Wow. Well, I know how long 100 holes takes us, Scott, but I can't imagine a Superior National. Do they finish everything up? Um, not like close putts. And we're not looking for like lost balls. We keep track of how many lost balls there are, but like if they, you know, shank it in the woods, you're throwing one out on on the green. You know, like we don't have yes. time. We need to stay like our goal is always to hit nine holes in 45 minutes. Okay. Well, I know wow. our second. Scotty, our section fight with Folds of Honor. I know we've had presentations at section meetings before for these, so that's awesome. I, I think that's a great cause and a great deal, and I know it's fairly similar to what we do then, right, Kaylee? Yep, yeah. That's that's great. Love, one, more love side, things. one more side note, Tone did chime in that they uh, did tee times at the assistance championship, so that nine holes was right out of the gates, 29. Well, some of us are fast starters, Scotty. I mean, uh, I know not everybody, you're, you're a strong fan, but you know, they do say to college kids, it's not how you start. It's how you finish yes. you know, with the kids transferring and going to different things and getting, you know, graduating and not sure if they're at the right school. Well, Jake actually finished. So he's got both. Hey, speaking of that, uh, Kaylee, I don't know. I, uh, I don't want to interject you. Anymore or that? No, that's all I have for state of the section this week. We have one other thing, Kaylee, about this with Jake Wearley. Uh, Scotty played with him, and Scotty's the new course record holder up at Craigens, and he just played with Jake. Scott, tell everybody about the that you're up on the board, probably there. Well, it's it's a 74 on a par 72 golf course with an eight on the scorecard. But I played with Jake. Um, and it was a lot of fun. I played with Jake and Adam Haugen, um, 
which I don't, I, I don't know if they worked it out or what, but it was, a, it was a good time. The Tuesday game, we played the new layman golf course at Craigens, which opened two weeks ago. And how many guys did we have, Greg? 24? 28. 28 guys. And we had to play it down all the way back. If you're in the woods, it's out of bounds, like real rules, not like pro-am yeah, pro rules. So, and I was fortunate enough to hole out on the last hole for birdie from 75 yards to shoot 74 and set the course record. He finished. Kaylee. That's how it's he done. Birdied, yeah. He birdied three of his last five, five holes. Yeah. Right. I think so. Yeah. To, to shoot this new course record with three Jake Weirly, who is our assistance champion and Andy Smith hit the double. That's Maybe awesome. I'm like, to Jake, like you are to me, maybe if I would have spit on his towel, he would have beat Andy in the match play. Something to think about. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Kaylee. All right, thanks. All right. Let's move on to uh, Scotty. I want to skip the next uh, part of the agenda and go straight to uh, straight to our last item. Um, I, I thought, I don't know how to introduce this, but without sounding too dumb here, but I thought that, um, um, Phil did a great job in that video of outlining what it takes to be a board member, what it takes to run for a position. Um, I, I text, I sent him an email and said, I, I think that's, we shouldn't have been doing that for years, telling people what it takes. Um, this isn't, this isn't a, a, a shout out like, Hey, look at us. This is a, we need more help. We need people who want to run. We need people who can do things, who can give us some time and I just thought I put this on the agenda without you even know, without even asking you, but I thought what better way to go about this than having our own secretary of the Minnesota section, which is you kind of explain to us in plain English, what it was like for you to be the secretary and what it involved. And, and I mean, this is the end of your, this is it, right? This is your two years. And uh, in theory, barring any major incident, you'll be moving up to VP. So um, again, I might have something to say about that uh, on the floor. Anyways, um, tell us a little bit about your two years, Scott. Tell us what it took. Tell us what kind of time commitment it was and how others can get involved. Yeah, I think furthermore, it's, it's everybody that's out there should think about, let's like how you and I got our start. It's on the committee level. If you're passionate about junior golf or tournaments or employment or education or whatever it is, reach out and get involved on the on a committee level. And that's how it starts to kind of see how our governance works. Um, and those commitments committee, I, I mean, it's three, four meetings, maybe a year and uh, maybe one or two in person. This has made the commitment level even lower. And that's, that's what I, you're still doing a lot with email. And uh, so it's not that big of a commitment and it's a great way to get back and get involved. Then on the board, you know, you and I've been on the board, you, you've been probably longer than me now, but we know that it's a commitment, but a lot is done on email. A lot is done via Zoom now. We've got in-person, you know, I, as a secretary, I'd like to see us meet in person, you know, three, four times a year. And I've already said that I don't like missing in-person meetings. 
but family does come first and work and things like that with Julie's schedule has caused me that I'm going to miss this next meeting. That being said, as a board member, the commitment level is right there. It's probably five, six meetings a year, four of which are probably three or four of which are probably virtual and one or two is probably in person. We understand that people's schedules are busy and we do not rarely have a meeting June, July, and August just because the staff and operators are so busy. So the big commitments are in the off season when we're planning and preparing for the next season. So that's where we've had our strategic planning session, which is an overnight and it's great. We get the entire board together. As a secretary, the commitment level gets ramped up a little bit more. I'm on the tape mark committee, which oversees, you know, obviously the, the, the gambling operations of the tape mark and the tournament as well. Uh, we have district meetings. We've got a district meeting at uh, down in Rochester and at Summerbee here in October, and that's a couple of days. And then I'm gonna go to the national meeting for the first time ever in Arizona in November. So those are the commitment levels that get ramped up a little bit more. And it's just, you're more engaged on the financial side of it. I'm, I'm still on the junior golf committee, but you kind of help oversee all the committees. You're, a, you're not a committee member with the tournament committee, but you're still a voice within the tournament committee. You're still a voice within education. You're still a voice. So you've, it, it's the same amount of meetings, maybe a few more, um, uh, in addition, but it's not a huge commitment and it's super rewarding. I look at some of the things, like I look at what we've done in junior golf and tournaments, the two committees that I've been on. And it's really amazing how far we've come. Junior golf has just been through the roof and a lot of that's COVID, but I think our tournaments are, I mean, look at the, look at the pro-am schedule, look at um, some of the venues that we're getting for our championships um, we've, we've really taken the approach of, Hey, let's talk about it at the committee level. Let's get prepared and let's, let's, it's, it's all about the growth of the game and what's best for the member, right? That's that. I mean, you're, that's what you always say. And, uh, that's what it's all about. So how do we help our associations and our fellow members? It's by getting involved. So it's, it's something that I really am passionate about. I got involved because someone uh, did some things at a pro-am of mine about 10 years ago. And I called up Greg Snow and I said, how do I get involved? And lo and behold, here we are 10 years later and I'm secretary of the section. So that's how it starts because I was passionate about tournaments and then I just, it, it just was kind of off to the races. You know, it's easy to sit back. I My start was in the assistance chapter, and I was in the same boat as you, Scott. I just thought, well, somebody's got to do this, and I love this stuff, so why can't I help out? And, of course, it gets you kind of in your mind of what does it take to govern the, some of these things. And, you know, there's nothing special about any of us. I, I, I don't say that lightly. I say that to mean that really giving of your time is the biggest thing that you can do, and that's – these are decisions that there's no, I mean, we've argued over some. In the boards, but 
we've discussed and argued some things that we didn't see eye to eye. And, and I think people just think that it's, well, it's just the good old boys. You know, you just make these, no, we're trying to do what's best for all the constituents and for everybody in our section. And um, the time commitment is the big thing. And that's really what I wanted to get across today, Scotty, is that we've seen too many um, appointed by accolation, right? Where we don't have enough people saying, I, I can help. And it's okay to lose. Shoot, I lost this. I ran for secretary six, eight years ago and I lost. It's okay to lose. I mean, somebody has to. But what's more, what was more rewarding was I'm willing to serve. You know, we need that from some more people. Are you willing? We'll find a committee for you if you don't get elected. Um, but again, start there too. That's the other place. Uh, you hit that very well and, and did a good job with that. So, Scotty, uh, travel-wise, you mentioned that you had a couple of things. How about when, because um, uh, the year before you didn't, was that because of COVID? Did they not have the national, national meeting? Yeah, they I can't it, remember. It was, it was, it was like virtual. Okay, that's right. Yeah, it was virtual the last election. Um, so yeah, this will be the first one that I've gone to, and I've now this will be the second district meeting that I've gone to, and it's it's great. There's a lot of great people in the association. I'm I'm super. I think we've got one of the best boards that we've ever had. We've got we've got diversity, not just. Um, the people on the board, but backgrounds of facilities. I look at, we've got resort, we've got public, we've got private, we've got highest end private. We've, nine got, hole. we've got nine hole, we've got uh, um, uh, city owned. I mean, you've got so much, I, I mean, it's unbelievable. And the board, having that diversity is great because not every one, one golf professional's job is the same. And that's where I think we, and we have healthy debates and that's, it's good to have debates because people have different viewpoints and you hash it out and you talk about it and it's healthy and you walk out of there united. Um, it, it's, I really enjoy it. I really love the way the section is going, but we do need those leaders to step up. And I'm talking to those people who sit back and like to criticize and Monday morning quarterback decisions, but then they don't want to get involved. Well, here's your chance. Get involved, be a part of the decision-making and really see what goes into it and how you can make a difference because criticizing what the section is doing is not the answer. The answer is to get involved and let your voice be heard and help make a difference. Yeah, very well said, Scotty. So go on the section website, um, look it up in there where you can sign up or where you can put your name in. Also, Scott, uh, as we come to a close here, we need people to nominate for awards. You're on that yes. committee as well. So we need some people to step up and uh, add some nominations in there of deserving people who do great things for our section. There's a lot of different categories. Why don't you hit that real quick uh, as we come to a close here? Yeah, no, it's, and it's gotten better, but it's, it's very easy. And it's, a, this is another way that you can make a difference and, and give back to a mentor or someone that maybe's helped you as a teaching professional, or, you know, you had a great experience. Like facility promoters of the year, there's so many different awards 
don't be afraid to nominate someone that you're like, this person is great. And uh, that makes a huge difference for them at their facility to go back and say, hey, we are really doing something great. And uh, so I think, you know, as two past award winners, um, it's, it, it really does make a difference. Um, and it, it really is appreciated. So nominate someone. Um, I do have, uh, do we have time? Real quick. Can Tone Polito come on? Is he around? Maybe. Yeah, here he comes. There he is. Green screen. Green screen. I just want to tell you, the stretch run is here. You've done a great job on our championship so far. I know you've been all over with qualifiers for um, the Champions Tour event. Where are you currently? I'm currently right now? Yeah. At my house. Okay, so you're not in Sioux Falls, but you've, I'm sure you've been over there. Yeah. But we've got, uh, I've got it up on my wall. I think we've got like not even 30 days left of the competitive golf season. So you're almost there. You did, I thought the setup at Minnewaska was great. You've, you've been, you've been awesome. And you're, you're, the end is in sight. Yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, I'm already contacting clubs of getting everything booked for next year and finalizing anything. So it's, it's that time. I just got back from Sioux Falls, the six day trip over there, which is always fun. And yeah, now it's kind of like we got one kind of off week yet next week with the PAT. And then it's that final stretch with facility team, match play finals, golf champions, Luther tour, and then our fall scramble. So let's go after it. It's, it's here. Tone, thanks for all you do, buddy. We do appreciate it. Um, maybe goes unnoticed a little bit, but uh, all the travel you put on and all the miles and uh, the hard work you do for us, very concentrated season. Um, but it doesn't mean that that's all you do. You, uh, I know all that setup and all those other things don't happen on July 5th. You know, they happen in November, December, you know, those other months. So thanks for bringing that up, Scotty. I, I do I do appreciate everything you've done, Tone. So. Well, All right, Scotty, that, uh, that concludes episode number seven, which I thought was number eight, but we called the Minnewaska deal a special edition. So we will uh, we'll try to get back to you sooner than later. We still have a lot of stuff coming up on the calendar. But, Scotty, great job today. Any final words from you? No. Nope. Uh, good luck in your presentation today. And who knows? Maybe we're talking to the future governor of Minnesota. Uh, you never know. I don't plan on it, but they might they might want me to be lieutenant governor and then that kind of starts some things. I don't know how this all goes down. But anyways, thanks, Scotty. Thank you, Tone and Kaylee, for all the work that you do for this. We want to thank everybody who helps us out. You hope you have a great day. And hi, Kelly Johnson. Talk to you all later.